0: Welcome to Four Dimensions for Teachers, a podcast with Dr Caroline Blackley, covering topics that surround today's dynamic teaching and learning environments. Ignite your curiosity, engage your passion for discourse, and encourage others to join us in these robust conversations, all to strengthen our community of practice. No need to put your hand up. Just tune in as we laugh, cry, challenge each other, and aim high to continue to be the best teachers we can. In podcast 67, we talked about adults and devices. And as I said back then, I find it really interesting how we often have the blaming of the use of devices and how it has interrupted, disturbed, created such a different learning space in which we work in now. It's created a different society. But the reality is that we as adults have changed the way we work with devices as well. Outside of that, the conversation for me then really comes back to how do we as teachers manage, how do we set up and respond to interactions with students when it comes to the device usage that's in our classroom. The reason that's such an important conversation for us to have is that a lot of teachers, I guess, see a reality of they want students to sit, behave, do as they should, and devices become quite a distraction, quite a challenge, and in some situations, they quite honestly are the thing that escalates negative interactions between teacher and student. The first place for me to start is to know your policies within your schools. It actually doesn't matter what your personal beliefs are. If you don't agree with the beliefs, the policies, procedures of your school, then it's quite simple. Find another school, work somewhere else. We don't work for ourselves when we work in a school. We work for the department, we work for the school, and we work underneath the principal as our delegate, as our responsible officer. And we don't have a right to question and certainly model things that are against the policies of our school. So the first foremost thinking that you must do as a teacher is know what the policies and procedures are of your school because they will set the standard, they will set the tone for what it is that you should be doing and this is when we're talking about interactions with students. Now if policies state that adults should not use phones at certain times or there are guidelines around that, then that also pertains to how you as an adult access and use the device within your classroom, within your school as well. So first and foremost, know the policy, know what is expected and know what the follow through looks like. Often what I see in schools are teachers who know the policy and go straight to the follow through and forget about the steps that can be used in between to meet, I guess, the core foundations of four dimensions, which is how do we maintain the flow of teaching and learning while keeping in check all the behavioural or the management organisational issues that are also expected of us. Schools, I have worked in schools where phones have had an open policy. Kids can use phones whenever they like. And I have worked with those schools because of data that I've brought back that shows how often devices are being used inappropriately in classrooms. And I've worked beside principals that have brought in a no phone policy that has had amazing success. Why these schools have success is because there is data that informs the practice using the four dimensions whole school scans. So there is data that informs the practice and lets us know how much interruption is occurring in the rooms to start with. Secondly, there are strong processes and procedures around consultation, both with school, community and extended staff. Then there is a slow and definite, there is clarity around the process of change so that everybody is involved, everybody communication is clear, and we have consistency as we change the policies on the ground. So that's a little bit on how we manage changing policies around phones. Let's get back to us in a classroom though. So the first thing is, if a student refuses to follow instructions, they know the school policy is to not have phones on them. For me as a teacher, it is how does my interaction with this student right now impact on the learning of everybody? If I'm in a school where the expectation is that I must remove the device or I must send the child to the office, I still would follow that three-step process for four dimensions, expect, reinforce, reduce. So the first thing is state expectations, For students who are putting devices away or following your expectations, interact with them, reinforce and recognize those behaviors. The second thing is for those who are not following the interactions, use that first E, expect, to set expectations for what everyone else should be doing. And don't be that teacher. A few podcasts ago, we talked about losing the kick. Don't be the teacher that has to add that kick in. I'm very grateful for those of you who are not on your devices, because what you're really doing is drawing attention to the use of devices. Genuinely interact with authenticity around the expectations you have stated. We're walking inside quietly, pens out, started learning. Love those people, pens out, started writing, learning intentions down. Don't bring to the forefront conversations around the few that are not following instructions with mobile phones. The second thing is if we have students who still persist in not following those interactions or those directions, I can then go in with less intrusive. So this is the second R, we've set expectations. We're recognizing students meeting those behavior expectations through interactions, that's the ER. And the third R is about reducing the public interaction, the public footprint. So my first interaction, can it be a curriculum one? If a student has their phone out, Instead of going straight to an interaction about the phone and making it public, can you have an interaction that talks about learning journals are out? Have you taken the notes down? The learning tension's up. What's the first sentence? How are you going to have your pair think pair share with your partner? Can you bring the conversation immediately back to the learning? The purpose of this, and this works with anything in life, is we actually want to distract away from the challenge or from the to and fro around the conversation of a mobile phone. So can you have a learning conversation around that expect, reinforce? If you can't, can you reduce the interaction that it will bring, one, a focus back to curriculum, two, that it will be less intrusive, so it could be a give choice that is close within close proximity? Can you give a nonverbal if it's a student that is likely to follow your interaction or your instruction? And then I guess we go to the third pointy end. What about the students who just blatantly refuse to follow that instruction? This is where it's very important that you know again what your policies are within your school. Because if your school states that no matter what, you are to follow that through then and there. I disagree with this strongly because I see that it will stop the learning for everyone else in the room. And I do think it can be handled in a different way. However, just like you, my job is not to challenge what the policy is within your own school. So you do need to follow your policies. I have yet to work in a school though Where principals will say, even if the policy says to interact with that student to remove a device or to tell them to go to the office, and removing devices do not do that physically, there is no rules in Australia that state we can physically take property off a student, particularly if it is an escalated interaction of negativity. But if your policy says that there are stricter, more punitive methods, we still can choose the way that we interact with that student to have an outcome. And the first is, I have not ever seen it written anywhere that you should publicly humiliate, shame or confront a student to get that outcome. So as soon as we go into those very public interactions, we are never going to win. And a lot of teachers worry about when they've asked a student to hand in a device and it's not done, but Carolyn, I'll lose face. If I don't get this student to do it right now, I will lose face. I can tell you, you will lose more face by having a one-on-one argument with a child, with a student, and with the way our society has developed now, we have given students voices, which I think is a great thing. But what that means is you cannot confront and challenge as you did back in the 70s and 80s. So state expectations, interact with high frequency around those that are meeting the expectations. Don't miss the opportunity to interact with the student who is often doing the wrong thing with their device, When they are doing and meeting your expectation appropriately. Because what I do see are teachers who think, oh, at last or for the first time, and it's almost a punishment in why should I reinforce you because you did it wrong the last six lessons. Don't miss the opportunity to bring attention to that student that I see you doing what you should be. Great job. So, just a few tips and tricks. First, set expectations about phones before we go into rooms if they're allowed to have them before break times. Second, Reinforce, recognize the behaviors that are meeting expectations. And the third is, reduce the public interactions around how you change the behavior of the student who still continues to use their device. My last point is, be responsible for how you use and model devices in your classroom. This does not mean, and I'll never forget a dispute that one of my teachers had with the head of department about wearing jewelry and bangles. And the head of department actually said, if I expect it not to happen with my students, then I will do it so it's, I'm modelling exactly the same. The other teacher argued, I'm an adult, I don't have to do exactly what students do, they should follow the rules. I kind of sit in the middle of both of those stories, to be honest. If I don't need to be using my mobile phone, even when I'm doing observations, I will not use my mobile phone. I've actually bought a watch so that I can monitor and check time. It would have been much easier just to take my phone. But if I'm in a school where mobile phones are not to be used, you know what? no skin off my nose to be one of those people not bringing my phone to class. The second is, if I need my phone and within our school policy, it states I can have it, just think about how discreet or how you can use it. And are there times, and this is where you can only be honest with yourself, are there times you use it for purposes that are other than what it is designated for? So devices they will continue to be and I've only covered mobile phones in here. There are how students use internet incorrectly, use listening to music. There's so many other when they're doing their English assignment in the middle of a biology assessment. Here's what I know. To respond to any of these behaviors, think expect, reinforce, reduce, and this little three-step process will certainly help you change the behavior of many students. Not all. There will always be someone like myself this January. Who still breaks a rule and I got a speeding ticket. So don't be hard on yourself. Start fresh and go straight back to what are my expectations? Catch you on our next podcast. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap for this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and visit carolineblackley.com and join our growing community of international educators.